Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a great show. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Uh, we're going to be talking about the resume of life with author Terry J. Walker. But before we do that, you know, and there's much to talk about. You know, the thing I'm also struck by is, and you're going to hear me talk about it, is, you know, how she looks at life and how she looks at the energy of awakening and consciousness. And so we're going to talk about that today. But before I do that, hi, Benny. Hi, Carter. Hi to both of you. Hi, hi. Takes a village. Takes a village. Takes a village. Uh, and Benny and I were just talking before the break about what it means to play. It's important. It's really important. But even when you're working, and this is something that they haven't studied in the study we referenced, but in life, how is your attitude? Are you entering and engaging even some of the most challenging things in life? from a place of possibility, openness, you know, from a place of play in some instances. And not everything that happens in life, you know, is a thing that you immediately say, let me play. There is loss, there is grief, there's the unexpected. Uh, there is me telling uh, Terry, wow, we're going to do Facebook today, like, uh, like the last minute. And Terry said, well, okay. <laughs> but this is who Terry is. You know, and when you think about the book, and, and I've read this book now a couple of times, but you think about the book, The Resume of Life, there's one thing I was struck by in what she wrote. She doesn't talk about becoming consciously aware and, and leading that off in the traditional body, mind, spirit way. She talks about being consciously aware through spirit mind body and we're going to talk about why that is for many of you you may or may not know who she is you know but she is a professional life coach you know she's also somebody that has been in the world of educational psychology and counseling so she is in service of others right uh but more than that she's kind of like me in a lot of ways you know, we both come from a business of sales and customer service and various industries, whether we've provided educational training. But the, the key thing is, she's been committed to helping another along the way with either inspiring, motivating, educating uh, them to grow, to say yes to what is truly positive and fulfilling about who we are. And so, you know, today, when I think about who she is, and I think about the mantra that I learned from not just getting to know her a little bit, but the power of the I am now in the world we live in goes beyond anything 
that I think I can explain. Because whether we say those words or not, what are we thinking about ourselves? Terry, it's great to have you. Hey, Dr. Pat, it's great to be here. And, and what an introduction. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, look, I think all of us at some point in time in our lives, there are others that, that walk in our pathway or walk us along with us in our pathway or maybe walk in front of us in a pathway. And, you know, I was reading about uh, you and who touched your life and how they touched your life. And, and I was thinking about that from your dedication in the book. And so I want to ask you about this because when I think about what's underneath of your purpose and passion, I'm really struck by the nature of how we are all connected from a legacy that sometimes we remember or don't. You know, who was your most influential that maybe consciously, unconsciously, paranormally asked you to show up and write this book? That would be my grandfather. And um, of course, you know, he, he, along with my parents, but he helped to raise me and we had a lot of uh, great times as a child and I spent any waking hour that I could, and even if I didn't get, if I could get out of school, I would even do that to go with him to deal with horses and, and do the things and do the passion that I love. But um, he was probably my greatest influence. And the irony of it is, you know, we had gone to church after church when I was small and, and he started looking for something that he knew that he needed in his life or something that he was missing. And he was in his 70s when that transpired. And I was a small child at the time, and we went from church to church. But he finally realized uh, the power of spirit and would read the Bible and stuff to me. But also, I realized that in his own way, he would be able to start meditating and things like that. And so as I grew older, I had really no interest in all of that. And as I grew older and started encountering a lot of experiences that I, you know, at the time had difficulty getting through, but after I became, became more consciously aware, I started to sit down and write the book and put it all together. And as I did, there were times I was writing and writing and writing, and I didn't even know what I was writing. And I knew then that it was coming through uh, just as it was supposed to have. And then after the book was published, I had uh, been talking to some family members and had looked for his Bible, which was long been discarded because he had been, he passed away well over 20 years ago now. And they mentioned to me that they had that Bible and man, the tears that came to my eyes, because I remember he used to read and write in that Bible. And when I got, they gave me the Bible and when I received it, there were still his writings in there. And it was just the confirmation that I guess I needed that brought it back around that everything that he had come to know, I had pretty well nailed in a way, in my own way, through the book itself. Mm. You know, I, I love how we talk about these connections we have and, you know, the wisdom that shines through regardless of where we see we where we think we are whether we're still in this earth skin or not 
you know, because I think for us in, in this world, and, and I think you really pointed this in the book, is that, you know, with fear-based thinking and fear-based living on the rise, and we know it's on the rise because not only have we been studied as individuals, but we've been studied as a country. And, right. you know, the last study that was done recently, we are right at the top of the most anxious fear-based culture, right? Yes, I believe that totally, I do. And I think that's something we have difficulty overcoming and we allow that to sabotage us. And I think everything's based on two things, fear and love and whatever falls under those categories, whether it's fear with worry, stress, struggle, uh, being hurt and upset and grief, uh, all of those things, and I wrote about this in the book, falls under fear. And I think we're afraid of, of, of a lot of things. And that's why we don't follow through and do the things that we love or find our purpose and passion. Fear of losing. We're even afraid of winning. We're afraid of success. We're afraid of doing a lot of things. And I think one of the things that I've found when I started really studying and learning and waking up to this was that just in general conversation, I would be talking to somebody and they would say, I'm afraid that's not going to work out for me. Mm. And they would start their sentence with, I'm afraid. And being with the law of attraction, and so it happened. And it didn't work out because they were afraid it didn't work out. Yeah. I'm struck by the the way you come out and start the book. And I, I just want to do this for people. I want to just read this. It's one of the many things that really stopped me to ask myself this question. And you come out and you say, my name is Terry Walker. Although you may not know me in the physical sense, yeah. you do know me in the spiritual realm. We are all connected. We all have experienced life. The events we have experienced may differ, but the feelings are the same. And then you go on to talk about this. But then you say, ultimately, we are all here for a reason or purpose. What was your awakening to get you to this place? Because, I mean, this is not just one place in the book where you're so confident and definitive about this and your teachings about this. But it's a massive invitation for us to not just talk about it intellectually, but know it in every breath we take. What was your awakening? I think the loss of, you know, I'd been through numerous uh, events and experiences in my life that, you know, were somewhat devastating. And many of us do experience all these things. And I had come to the conclusion that I was tired of repeating the same experiences and getting you know, repeating experiences and getting the same results, which was loss or grief or failure or, or feelings of failure and all of that. And um, I guess my greatest, my greatest awakening that put me to my knees was the loss of the last relationship that I'd had. And um, that was probably the most difficult thing that I had ever gone through after going through all of the other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. And that was probably what set me on the path of coming to the truth of who I was mm -hmm. because I was basically sick and tired of being sick and tired. Totally. Totally. Yeah. That is such a feeling, 
you know, that idea of realizing that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that moment of awareness, right? That mm -hmm. thing that happens before, you know, the opening that comes next to do something about it is for a lot of people, for those of us that get there, it could be the most painful place, but at the same time, the most, you know, illuminating, you know, mm -hmm. the most exciting, because for the first time, we come to a pivotal point where we say enough is enough, even Terry, if we don't know what to do, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what that next step is. You know, what happens when we are sick and tired of being sick and tired? How do you know you're there? How do you know that there's something for you to do about it? And then the question is, what the heck you're going to do to put the remote control away, get off the couch and do something about it? We'll be right back. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day -day language, that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com. You know that moment when you realize you've mastered your wellness or that you will never fall off the roller coaster of life? Well, yeah, me either. But I still ride Unicorn. I will teach you how to become a mindset master. You will learn how your habits and behavior affect the success of your nutrition and exercise, relationships, organization, and so much more. Motivation doesn't arrive in an email, so stop waiting for it. You have to take action, then motivation follows. I am Coach Peggy Wells. Get out of your comfort zone and recognize the simple truth. We aren't that special. We all have crap to deal with, and we all have a lot more in common than not. I want to spark you into action. We will learn, love, and laugh together. So join me every first and third Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Coach Couch and Coffee Radio, where you will learn that being happy and healthy is way more than carrot stick and squat. I'll talk to you later. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one -on -one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. 
you have the courage to be seen. See you later. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Look, uh, today we get to have a conversation, you know, with somebody that knows what it's like to walk the path. What you just heard Terry talk about, you know, the point that, that, that we get to where we get to be sick and tired or sick and tired, being sick and tired. But most of the time we get that feeling and there's not something that comes after it. It's that's this continuous loop that we get stuck in like the hamster where we're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired and goes on until it wears us down emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. But today, what we're talking about, and especially what Terry has done is fabulous with the resume of life, right? What this is about is it not only addresses what leads up to the sick and tired, sick and tired, sick and tired of it thing, but then when you get there, you know, when you've experienced the struggle, the loss, the pain, the judgment, when you get there, do we have the grace to rise up? And I say that because, you know, I think we need a little bit of grace right now. And I don't say that from a religious perspective. I say it from what the word means. Uh, Terry, two things. I, I want to talk about the book, and we have a copy to, to give away, right? But I was reading about not only were you sick and tired about of being sick and tired, but you were sick, too. Yes. A physically sick. Yes. And I find that interesting, but you know, that, that, that happened with both of us, but here you are at that place. And then the point, the point of rising up happens. And that's the point where you finally feel ready for change, but it's an interesting point because many people don't get to it. And I also think it's the reason why, your book calls out spirit, mind, body, spirit coming first. What do you remember about that, that point where now your body fails? Because I'll tell you, when my body failed me, it was the greatest betrayal of all for me. Right. Absolutely. I mean, and that's, that's when I began to learn and, and, and started following the likes of Wayne Dyer and Deepak Chopra, Abraham Hicks, and, and all of those kinds of things, because I wanted to know more. I knew there had to be more to life than basically being born, paying bills and, and uh, dying. I mean, you know, that, that there had to be more to that. And if you were only going to get one trip around the sun, as they say, then you might as well make it worthwhile. And where I was at with that was, I was just so, I had been through so many different things. And I think that the snooze button, I just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it until I pushed it to where the body started breaking down too. And when that happened, and then I was just basically sick and stuck in the bed and, and unable to really, I didn't feel like doing anything. I was depressed. I was physically ill. Um, I just was absolutely miserable. And that's when I decided there had to be something more. And I, I realized too now, and, and I put this in the book that many times or oftentimes we, um, when we are in crisis, whether it's physical or emotional crisis, 
we have a tendency that we ask for prayers, we ask for help, we ask for all these things, and it's and it's given. When you ask, it is given. Um, but then, once that crisis is over, we go right back to what our thoughts lead us to be, and the body follows with that, and our actions and everything else, and we put the spirit back over to the side. And what I found is we are all pure positive energy. And if you want to create the life that you want, you've got to start with spirit first. You've got to start with your intuition, whatever you want to call it. If you want to call it God, if you want to call it it, if you want to call it universe, if you want to call it pure positive energy, whatever you choose to call it has got to come first because you cannot find happiness on the outside until you provide it for yourself on the inside. All things, we, we spend so much time chasing after the perfect car, the perfect mate, the perfect home, and everything that we think is out here is going to make us whole and complete and happy. But what happens is, what happens if that perfect mate leaves? Or what happens if we get that home and then the bills start coming in? And we aren't really prepared to pay those things. And that home just maybe didn't make us quite as happy as we thought it should have or would have. Because we've got to find it within first. And then you create your life of abundance. Your yeah. truth and your purpose. Yeah. You know, you know, part of this too is, is looking at we are here and we think about the want, the want, the want, the need, the need, the need. And, you know, I love what you talk about here in the book. And you talk about the wants versus the needs. And I would venture to say that many people don't know that there is a difference. And that even if, if we believe that there is a difference, we will, we will fall back on one over the other. And I, I was looking at this again. And, you know, I was thinking about, how you're approaching this, because this rarely makes somebody's book a conversation <laughs> on wants versus needs. It doesn't make the pages. <laughs> page yours. And I find it fascinating how often we we fall back and refer to, to need over and over and over again. From your perspective, why was this distinction so important? Well, I think because... I live that life and I, you know, and I had to understand you may want it, but is it something that you truly need? And if you are capable of having it, I truly believe everybody can have and live and have everything that they ever wanted being that they, they understand that. But I mean, there are a lot of things out there that we want, but if we can't afford it or we're going to put ourselves in greater financial turmoil and more stress and more worry and more anxiety over it, then is it something that you truly need at this point? And we go back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, whether you need food, shelter and clothing, and that's what you need. I mean, to basically survive, but on the other part, one of the things that I know that we truly need when we come here that we grasp and I, and I've put this in a triangle format since I've written the book and everything is the basis. If you had a triangle, the basis of the triangle would be freedom. 
what most all of us want is freedom. And we have that freedom to choose. And then on the next level is growth. So we have our experiences and we grow from those experiences or do we continue to to have the same experiences over and over and get the same results. And then the top of the triangle would be joy. And that I believe is what we're all reaching for. That's what we want in this life is to have a joyful, happy life created from freedom, growth, and joy. And I believe that that's how it's all transcending to, and then we have everything we need. Once we reach that level, we have everything we need. You know, it's interesting because I I wanted to ask you about this when we come back from break. Um, I've thought about this a little bit and I've thought about, you know, what are the times in my life where, you know, compromise was my first go-to? You know, I was willing to compromise on something. And, you know, compromise is not the same thing as win-win. See, we think it is. We think, uh, okay, I showed up and I was willing to compromise. But it's not the same thing as trying to find out what an ideal scenario would be for each of the parties affected. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And, and it has to do with something totally of this earth. It has to do with finding uh, the right technical programming team, right? And so there's this trade-off in life. And I think every day we're confronted with what you talked about, the freedom to choose. And I think when we think about the logical world, when we scale that and we say, oh, I'm going to buy this plant over this one because of this, we can see it. But the idea of compromising in the invisible realm, and I mean compromising by yielding, is an energy that doesn't get us out of tired the idea of, you know, and the feeling of sick and tired of being sick and tired. Right. So I think what I've found, and I want to talk with you about this when we come back, there is one area that if I make a conscious choice to compromise in this arena, and it's the arena of my spiritual practice and my belief, right? What is I believe? Do I believe that this is a benevolent universe or do I believe that this is a punishing universe? When I take a walk, on the wild side of that. (laughs) And I decide to pull the compromise card. I can't even begin to tell you what gets to be at risk. When we come back, I'm going to be given a copy of Terry's book away. I'm going to tell you how you can find out more about Terry, how you can work with Terry, but we're going to be talking about these decisions we make. Um, And when does compromise become a coping mechanism? When do we step into a place where we're looking at how to deal with painful situations and we're willing to compromise the truth of who we really are by blaming, by shaming, by anger, by sex, by drugs, by alcohol, by, by, by. <laughs> but when we are going to trade in, you know, our spiritual selves, oh boy, fasten your seatbelt. When we come back, we're going to talk about <laughs> how to create the resume of life that takes care of you without compromise. We'll be right back. 
Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. (laughs) The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Yeah, everybody. Love it. Love it. Oh, this is so much fun. Um, I want to, Benny, give a copy of the resume of life uh, to uh, Carla. We're going to do it at the same old way, right? Because what we're talking about is the everyday, you know, consternations of what we go through when we say, oh, my gosh, why am I here? Who am I? Why am I doing this? And you know what? We don't just say it quite like that, but we have these thoughts about it. Like maybe you have a rough day at work. You're like, oh my gosh, why am I in this job? How do I get in this job, right? Or maybe you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off or you maybe leave in Bothell to go to Bellevue, hello, and you can't even get off the exit and you start to like ruminate the same old thing over and over and over again, this blah, 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 blah traffic, the same old thing, same old. Well, we want to help you stop that 
because, yep, I bet you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Bet you're tired. <laughs> bet you're tired of being sick and tired. Like so tired of being sick and tired, you're tired to even say it. Let alone, I'm tired of saying it because I'm, now when I say it, I'm like thinking it and I'm feeling it because I know what it's like. So let's give a copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. Terry, how can people find out more about you? How can they work with you? How can they get a copy of the book? Because we're going to dig into the compromise thing now. Okay. Um, they can find me on online at www.imterryjwalker.com. And they can also find me on Facebook at inspireandmotivate.im. So there's the best places to get me. And the books are all online there on my website. And they'll take you right to Amazon to be able to purchase them too. Okay. Look, I know you don't come out and shout this out in your book. I know that you don't come out and talk about the compromise. But I'll tell you, it, it's, it screams it to me. And the reason I get there is, and you and I were talking about something during the break, where there's an aspect of what's going on in our culture right now that I am really sick and tired of being sick and tired about. And so for me, I got to think about what that even means. But the question that comes up is the one I raised when I was talking about sort of this technical situation. And it has to do with how we compromise. And I think in your book, you address this in several ways. You know, first of all, we're talking about compromising in our everyday decisions. And sometimes we, that is our go-to because we don't know how to look at a win-win scenario, right? How do I win-win with my kid? How do I win-win with my boss? We don't do that. That takes work. Right. And that takes really writing the old resume of your life. But we do it. And here's the one thing I found that caused me more pain then losing a mother and then another mother and then a sister, a job, two other sisters, right? All of them to the drugs and the alcohol and all of that, losing them all to losing my mentor, right? On a trip that I was supposed to be on with her in a car accident, all of that. But here's the thing I knew when I got dropped to my knees like you and my body failed me. The thing I compromised on that I really am mindful about today is a compromise on my connection to spirit. And I want to ask you about that because one, what happens when we do that and we don't even know how to do it? Cause there's a lot of stories in a book about it, but what happens when we do it and what are the results of doing it? And what I mean by that is you put spirit ahead of mind and body for a very good reason. Because if we do that, Terry, we are not compromising. Correct. What's the consequence of that? And how did you figure that out? I pushed a lot of snooze buttons. <laughs> I hit that snooze button this morning, too. Did you? I hit that, oh. Were you late for work? Did you no. compromise? No, I wasn't late for work. But what I realized, I set that dang alarm up for an ungodly hour to wake up that I never wake up at. So why do we even do that? That's true. What That's is true. up with that? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the compromising of, and, and, and I talk about that, about pushing your snooze button in there, because what happens when you do that is you, you, you go back to sleep. 
and you continue on with your thoughts and and your ego and your body obviously follows and and again spirit comes last and usually you're going to find yourself repeating a lot of experiences and getting the same results and wondering how did i end up in this place in my life but just exactly i mean just even for example of pushing the snooze button this morning not that you were late for work as you said but we all have a tendency to want to push that snooze button and when we have specific events that take place in our life and we choose to choose to push the snooze button for it it's going to repeat itself again and again and again yeah you didn't ask me the other question though what was it even though i wasn't late for work <laughs> i didn't have enough time to water the plants outside oh see <laughs> <laughs> you better do that as soon as you get home <laughs> oh my gosh no i swear i i mean but you, you what i think we're saying is that there was a trade-off for me. Yes. And and we consciously and unconsciously trade things off. Right. But here's a question. When I hit that snooze button, did I trade off my morning ritual with the divine, my morning connection, right, to the God of my understanding? Did I do that too? Because I will tell you that the days that I do that those are days that I should have stayed in bed. Yes. Those are them days. Them amen, days, amen, amen. <laughs> them days when, I, and this is for all of you out there. I, it doesn't say what you believe in or what you do. It's not about whether you read the Bible or the Bhagavad Gita. It's really about do you know what it is in your universe that you call spirit and are you able to put spirit before mind and body? How does that change the game, Terry? See, this is a game changer, and you talk about it in the book. It's a game changer. How does it change the game? Well, I mean, and, and like we said, you can call the spirit anything you want, but even in the intuition, the intuitive part of it, which is what it is, basically. You know, when you've had that point in your time in your life where maybe you were thinking about someone and you thought that they should call you know you need to give them a call and you didn't follow through and maybe something happened to that person and you wish that you had or you were thinking about a person and thinking maybe i should give them a call and within a matter of a couple of hours lo and behold they call you and I believe that that's true energy of putting it out there and getting ahead of the game and doing it, but following your intuition. And one of the things that my grandfather used to tell me was, Terry, if you always go right, you can't go wrong. <laughs> and as a child, I thought that that was, um, I took it literally. You know, if I keep going right, then I'm going to go all the way around in square. <laughs> But when I got older and I thought about those words, I thought that's true. If you listen to your internal guidance system, you will always go right and it will never ever leave you astray. Mm. 
You know, it's interesting because I think about the things that I was, that I, that's been said to me as a kid, right? From mm -hmm. my mama who is from the South, right? And, you know, I think about my, my, my mama, my grandmama, my grandpa, they grew up in a part of the South, you know, I mean, when I talk about this, people think I make this story up, but they had an outhouse and they cooked on a stove that was like a pot belly deal, right? right. That you put that cast iron pan on uh, and there you go. That's what they did. And I think about my grandmama and I think about growing up in this community and, you know, it's kind of interesting, right? Because here we are, this family from New York, that my stepmom marries my dad. So here she is in the Bronx. Here are my two stepsisters. Step they come from the farm with two ducks. No, they're geese. Two geese, Burley and Gurley, that I remember that, Terry. Burley and Gurley, who used to chase me, these geese. And oh. they take these kids and they put them in the Bronx. But the flip side happened for me, too. And so when I think about this and I think about the rituals that I learned and the rituals I learned growing up as a Catholic as well, and then I combined them, I often wonder how I have forgotten as an adult not to compromise when it comes to putting spirit first. And, you know, it's an important thing to do. But there's something else I want to talk to you about when we come back, and it's related to this. It's this idea that what if life were a series of mirrors? What if this is what life was? And, and, and when we ask mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fill in the blank of them all? Do we get what you say in your book? No matter where you go, there you are. There you are. Come back. No matter where you go. <laughs> we'll be back. No where you go, there you are. And when we come back, <laughs> I might have to run out and water the plants here or something. But when we come back, what does that mean in the creation of your resume? But more importantly, is it just a physical thing? Is this just physical? is no matter where you go, there you are, or do we take this into the spiritual realm? I'm not even gonna answer that. Terry's gonna have to get down with that. We'll be right back. Celebrating 40 years of peace through music. Dr. Pat Basili is thrilled to be partnering with Dudley and Dean Evanson, co-founders of Soundings of the Planet music and video created for peace and healing. Immerse yourself in benefits of music for meditation, relaxation, and stress reduction. This peaceful and meditative form of music is available for free on all streaming services. Search Dean Evanson on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, and iTunes, or visit soundings.com for more information.
Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy Obear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy Obear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to create a life you'll really love? Then you'll want to tune in to the hit show Life Design Radio from Adversity to Awesome with Susan DiLorenzo. Live each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. No matter where you are in your adversity story, Life Design Radio has got you covered. Get ready to feel inspired, enlightened, and motivated. For more information about working with Susan, visit SusanDiLorenzo.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey everybody, welcome back, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, Terry, I, I wanna talk about this last thing. I know we got about five minutes or so left to do it, but I think it's important. But before we do it, again, one more time, how can people get a copy of this fabulous book right here? How can it, my, of course, all of my, my edges are curled and stuff. How can they get a copy of your book? And also how can they find out more about you and work with you? You can find out all you need to know at www.iam, that's I-A-M, terryjwalker.com. And um, the resume of life, we're like Burger King here. We've gotten it any way you want it. So you can have it in soft cover, hard cover, ebook, and it's on Audible and iTunes. Okay, I want mine with extra pickles. <laughs> Uh, listen, you know, I, I know we didn't talk about this earlier, uh, but in the book, you, you make a reference and you say everything is energy and you talk about that early. Mm -hmm. Um, and there are so many other things you do talk about in the book, of course, judgment and so forth. But this one point, I think it's important to really, you know, kind of talk with you about, uh, here in the show, no matter where you go, there you are. And you say, our lives are like mirrors 
who you are on the inside and what you exhibit to, to the outside world is a direct reflection of what you see and receive. See, I could read that over and over again, but it was so important to talk about it because I reflect back to what you said earlier about, right, everything is energy. And I'm thinking to myself, how do I want to show up in the world? And what do I need to do that? And so you talk about this in the physical resume of things in this section. But what I'm really struck by is like so many things mama would say, girls, you make your bed, you sleep in it. Now, what the heck did she mean by that? I mean, I didn't even figure that out till I was like 35, what that actually meant. But what she was saying is kind of what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm going to show up, you know, in a place that is going to demonstrate my shortness, my limitedness, my doubt, my fear. And I was telling you about this during the break, about how I how I performed last night in a practice that had no business behaving that way, but doubted myself on the onset. If If you enter the journey, right, no matter where you go, the journey, if you enter that with doubt, uh, there you are. Oh, oh, who's coming with you? Oh, doubt. It's not the pickles. So this particular part in the book is so beautifully written. This has got to be a game. A, this is more than a game changer. This is a showstopper if we don't get this here right. I believe. Yeah, I agree. And and that's, that's pretty much why I put that in there. And with mirrors, I think that so many of us critique ourselves and we critique everything through our physical eyes. But as you know, beauty also lies within the eyes of the, of the beholder. And the beholder, who is that? Who is the beholder? Spirit, energy, source, loving you always. You are worthy. You are worthwhile. You are composed of love and energy and light. And, um, but many of us miss that. And we think beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder through the mind, through the physical aspect of it. And that's where we start judging things. And we do it to ourselves and we do it to everyone around us uh, and to things around us. Um, that's why I ask in the, in, in the mirrors chapter, we critique ourselves. We'll just go by and look in a mirror. And some of us don't even want to look in the mirror because we don't want to see our shape, our form, our wrinkles, our graying hair, our acne, or whatever it is. But if you go past the physical and look into the spiritual, that's where you will find growth and truth and love and the divine of the truth of who you are. That's where your purpose, your desires, and your passion, your unique skills and abilities all lie. Yeah. You know, come from. so often... I love this expression because so often I've gotten to a place and when I've gotten to that place, right. And I think about it, there you are, here I am, right. Here I am. And it, and it doesn't turn out the way I thought it would. And we try to look for the judgment, the blame, the lack of forgiveness, the hurt, the pain that doesn't take us to another place. When we show up with all of that, not only are we still there, but we are stuck there. Yeah. And, and we, we've just placed more burdens upon ourselves. It's a beast of burden. 
The beast of burden. That's a Mick Jagger bit. <laughs> it's the beast of burden that we put on us. And I think that's what we're talking about here today. See, I always refer to one of my favorite books. I did this yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I was in awe by Viktor Frankl. You know, I was in awe by his book and his experience in concentration camps. I was in awe by it. And yet I strive and I read that book every year, Terry, because I have to be reminded. And then I read your book and I, I and then I read that sentence that you have in mirrors. And I have to ask myself the question, how am I packing my luggage for the trip? Yeah. What is in there, man? Do I have the things in there that are going to bring me, what did you say, joy at the top or don't? So I want to thank you for being a reflection of this, but living your life like this and helping people get to that top, that pinnacle of joy, that point. So I want to thank you so much for that. Um, I want to ask you this last question. I mean, there's a lot in the book, but mostly I'd love for you to share what your personal message is. You know, what is it you want to leave us with today? And again, thank you. Well, I believe that we are all pure, positive, divine energy, love and light. And I believe that we all have unique skills and abilities and that, that, that so oftentimes we come on this journey and we kind of forget and we get caught up with leading with mind, body and spirit. And I just want to be able to help people to understand and to recognize that we are all worthy and we are all love and to be able to help them to understand and recognize those differences and to be able to tune in to their, their divine self and be able to have and create the life of abundance and joy and freedom uh, that anybody has the right to do, we all have the right to do, and empower them to help them to build and create and enhance their resume of life. Mm. I love it. You know, Terry, thank you so much for today. Again, please give out the website and uh, let folks know, uh, you know pretty much the book is available everywhere. Please give out your website so they can find out more about you. Again, it's am terryjwalker.com. Awesome. The Resume of Life is a book. This is about becoming consciously aware through spirit, mind, and body, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you so much for tuning us in and turning us on. And don't forget, we'll see you next time. <laughs>